1: Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the
0: neighborhoods we are in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who
2: still in the sleep
1: Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
2: Thanks Dave and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas everybody! Woo-hoo! Uh, we're going to sing some songs oh today. Oh my goodness. Not, no, yes. let's get with the show. Let's yeah. Before it. we do, <laughs> I am so excited. First of all, I want to yes. of course introduce my partner in justice, Miss Benita Hopkins. Hello and Merry Christmas everyone. Yay. 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 And we have a special treat, a gift. Yeah. Yes. We have Ooh, yes. a gift. Yes. Uh, and that is Mr. Chris. Gibson, who is the program coordinator of Brothers on the Rise, which is a direct service and system change organization. And he has been working with male youth of color in Oakland. Chris, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas, everyone.
2: Yeah. 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 So we're super, um, uh, you know, first of all, uh, we were excited to learn uh, that you were um, teaching some classes Mm -hmm. uh, with Fred Finch. And um, this is not just a one time thing. This is something you're doing on an ongoing basis to educate. Uh, As you know, we're focused on uh, we have a men's services program. And we um, I asked some of our leaders if they would go and attend your class so that You know, we're we're hooked into the latest and greatest. uh, uh, You know, insights and um, just. Just uh, revelations, if you will, mm-hmm. about what the young men in Oakland and just around the Bay Area are going through, and how we can better support um, uh, you know the work that you're doing. and so maybe just let's just start here. I, I see in your bio um uh, you've been working with youth of color since you were eighteen. you coach high school basketball whoop whoop <laughs> and um and that you know you've you're also serving at or is, are you currently serving as a youth pastor in Richmond? yes, wow. I amazing i'm super excited i want to learn more about that and so and and then working for brighter beginnings as a fatherhood male involvement specialist so so just sort of across the gamut uh you know working in um a couple of different uh with a couple of different agencies really focusing on young men and what they need uh and so tell us how you got started obviously you're an african american male of co- uh, an african american male that's um had your own experience but how did you get started in giving back to other young men.
3: Um, It actually started very, very young. Even before I I was 18 years old, um, I would always, you know, be there to help, um, always mentor, coaching, whether they were my age or not. Um, I'm going to let you guys into a little secret. Um, If you guys remember the movie Coach Carter. Yes. Yes. The film right there in Richmond High. I was actually the captain of that particular basketball team that year. Yes.
4: Yes. that's the front door. I remember when that happened. Let alone I saw the movie, but I remember when that happened. Mm
3: At that high school. Yeah. So, so even then, you know, I, I seen the potential of leadership and things like that, just the influence Mm. that I had on the team and and things like that. So I've always been a giver. I've always been a leader. Um, So one of my biggest things is, is, is that I always want to give what is given unto me. Mm -hmm. So everything that's downloaded into me, I want to give out to the people, Want Mm -hmm. to give out to young men Mm -hmm. growing up in Richmond, struggling, um, you know, but yet, overcame. You know, I went to junior college, got my degree, um, went on to University of New Orleans, and just about to graduate, and Hurricane Katrina hit. So mm-hmm. two weeks, two boats, and an eighteen wheeler got me out of New Orleans in wow. two thousand five. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, and then on top of that, came back, was struggling whether or not I want to go back and get my degree. Finally, bit down and just went ahead and finished up the degree. And just felt, you know, what better place to do than come back to the community Mm -hmm. that I grew up in and give back and let them see, hey, look, you can overcome and you can succeed. Mm
2: -hmm. And are you a Richmond native?
3: I am a Richmond native. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's
2: beautiful. Yeah. So. um (sighs) just a little bit about love never Fail. So um, our young lady that where this all started um, was one of my dance students. And actually um, she had been um, assaulted in Hayward and then sold throughout California where she landed when after she, some restoration happened after that whole situation was in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And so I had the opportunity to uh, work quite a bit with Richmond PD and, you know, different folks in Richmond. Um, there's a really great program there called Saffron strand that is um, doing some work with homeless communities. Mm-hmm community. Um, and, uh, and, um, you know, my heart as we would go down and we do our outreaches in Richmond, you know, over there off of 23rd, uh, was it 23rd? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, and, and we go and, and walk down and it, I had actually a couple of dance students that lived over there and the stories. I remember one young lady, uh, was telling me about, um, the, these guys that were following them in a, in a truck, in a van mm-hmm. and trying to snatch them into the van right off of, you know, and they weren't, they weren't being exploited. They were coming home from school. But, um, you know, just, you know, knowing that Richmond is a place where exploitation is happening and where, uh, you know, where, uh, Oak in Oakland. You know, obviously, the young men that you're working with in Oakland, exploitation is happening. What is your perspective on? You know, kind of what is causing this? Um, what are things that we can be doing to support young men to help kind of uh, help them have some revelation about exploitation? And and you know, while one person might be saying this is this is a good game, uh, you know, clearly it means the demise of your community and of your of your wives and of your daughters. And of your family units, sisters, uh, your, the, the systemic demise, and um, and so tell me, you know, w- what is the word that you would give? What is the the message that you would relay to impart that to the young men that you're working with?
3: Well, one of the things, and and we kind of dive into this at Brothers on the Rise, is that we want to educate our young boys. Um, A lot of their perceptions of what a man is and what it means to be the man is coming from uh, social media. So Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, um, videos, all the rappers and Mm -hmm. things that they see, you know, they're glorifying fast money, Mm -hmm. glorifying, you know, having many different women, things like that. All of that is is being poured into them. And at such a young age, they can't handle, they can't decipher what is what. When I was growing up, it was the drug dealer. I seen them, you know, they had the, the Cadillac with the dating wheels and, and, and you know, they had the, the finger waves. And I was like, man, that's what I want to be, mm-hmm. you know. But I was guided to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening now that a lot of our youth are not being guided mm-hmm. to other options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that we do uh, with Brothers on the Rise is that we teach them about the man box and, mm-hmm. and all these different things that goes into the man. Yeah. box, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we tell them, hey, look, you know, we ask them, hey, um, what is a man? They say, well, man, don't cry.
2: Right. You know, mm-hmm. um,
3: <laughs> men don't show feelings. And, and, and so you have so many guys, so many young boys that will when they're sad, instead of showing the sadness, they'll get mad and angry. Right. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing that, uh, we teach them it's OK to cry. Right. It does not make you any less of a man to cry than if you did not cry.
2: Can I ask you about the, and we're, we're sitting here giggling because we, uh, our, our first uh, version of our, um, prevention education program, we would deal with gender boxes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, that was the best way we could think of it to talk about this, this, you know, this this topic. And, uh, when we go into the schools, um, it, you know, it was really kind of in, enlightening, I think for the young men and the, and the young women. And this, this brings me to my question. So I was discussing this with my husband the other day. Um, I don't know. I, my, my heart goes out to Tyson. That boy's family, um, was recently murdered. Um, and, um, he's a rapper, Bay area rapper. And, um, he, you know, passed away, uh, just a little while ago. And, um, You know, I was looking at some of his videos because I wasn't familiar with him, but somebody had told me he had passed. I was looking at some of his videos and there's guns in the videos and there's weed and there's a lot of money. And it's talking about how, you know, um, that and, you know, and so on. And I was discussing with my husband, like what happened uh to our our young men such that the only worth that they have is the shoes on their feet and and you know and the gold around their neck and the money in their pocket in the car they're driving like why has their value been reduced to that and um why have these stereotypes been so prominent in in, in with African American and and Latino males why why is it is it that It's so hard for them to break out of those stereotypes and and come away with another persona that works for them and, and his, and, and I'll just keep it real. My husband said a lot of it has to do with the way women, uh, uh, with their access, their ability to attract a woman. And um, I was challenged by that. And we went back and forth and he said, if you guys would stop looking for a man that had the best car and the best shoes and all the money and was perfect, then we would. He said a man will live in a bus and stay in his dirty um, pajamas every day if you let him. The only reason he cleans up is to get a woman.
3: I agree with that. I said well, I okay. So we're
2: gonna come back. We're actually gonna take a break. I want your I want your, your your two cents in on that. All right. Thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with uh, Youth Pastor Chris Gibson and <laughs> Program Coordinator for Brothers on the Rise uh, out of Oakland, and we are so grateful to have you. And we were just kind of having a little bit of a of a, a theology uh, discussion, the theological discussion here on um, this this concept. And, and let me just tell you, my, my husband likes to play the other role, and I play the you know the, the I am woman hear me roar and he does the man, the protagonist man. And, the yeah, antagonist. and we just kind of go back and forth and we, we tend to live more in the gray, but we like to fight that way. It's kind of fun. So anyway, going back to this, this concept, when we go back to the garden of Eden uh, and Eve is looking at the apple, my husband was talking about how she saw that it was good. Mm hmm. And she was enticed by how it looked mm-hmm. and that has not stopped since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And so you were saying that you just taught on this, right? Right. Um, and so tell us a little more about this.
3: So so what I began to see in my teaching, in my studying um, was that, okay, so the Bible kind of sets it up and it doesn't say that when Satan saw her, that they were right there in front of the, the tree. Mm-hmm. So along the way, he's talking to her and 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 the Bible said that he was subtle. So in other words, he was very slick and he just kind of maneuvered her into mm-hmm. the place of the tree. Mm-hmm. And as he began to talk, her mind began to play and begin to imagine so many more different things, because he said not only did, was it good for food, she said it was good to the eye, but then it was there to make one wise. Mm-hmm. So there there's there's some things there that all of us have, man and woman have in us that, that yes, we're prideful. We want some things. We want the status. Um, yes, we, we get hungry. We want to eat. We want to be satisfied. You know, and and that's what it is with the woman I think of today is that she wants to be satisfied. If she can't be the boss woman or she can't be the queen, she wants the king, because by default, when you marry a king, you become a queen.
2: Mm, OK, wow.
3: so a lot of the young ladies today, if he's the boss on the street by default, she's the queen. bee.
2: Mm so when you have somebody who's fallen in and and is the bottom or is the you know drug dealer's main or you know what what however she might refer to herself uh you know that inherently gives her status that she's looking for the safety she needs the you know more wisdom about what's going on in the in the area um more access to things that make her look better than other people uh and so on and so uh, you know, so knowing that, right. So knowing that, and we know that we have this, uh, to me, what came out when you were talking is is flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that
4: it, it links to the, the three temptations of Christ right. too, you know, right. Right. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and, and the, the pride, pride of, of life. life. Yes. There you go. You know, and that was what he did with Eve in the garden. Yeah. You know, the, the foundation of sin. Yeah. Right. Those three things. So and it's still happening
3: today. And he's still using it. Still it's using the same, it. three, same thing three things. That causes everyone to fall.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. Woo. I felt that. <laughs> and you know what I'm i visualized when you said they were taking a walk. How many of us mm. are our bow as or our our mm. Esther mm-hmm. is right in front of us mm. in rags. Mm-hmm. It is walking on the bus. That is good. And, and it, but, but we let the enemy take us for a walk mm. and, and, and down the street, we say, come on, we're going to come down here where the King is, mm. you know, with all the nice and fancy stuff and the perfect stuff. Um, and it, so, 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 okay, let me switch it up on you a little bit because, uh, so you're talking to these young men, and this was another thing my husband and i were you know kind of going back and forth is that you know uh now at this age you know i'm in my 40s uh, you know I, I i stumbled upon my husband now he is you know he's kind of he's definitely a man of status mm-hmm. um but a person the person that i would have gone out with before was more on the thug life side mm-hmm. so just keeping it real and so many times I, you
3: know, I can't tell you how many times I'm listening to Christian women say I want to save thug. Right. You know, oh I want them sanctified, but I won't even have some gangster in them.
2: But I'm keeping it real, I kinda do have one, but I'm just saying I'm just saying. I'm kinda do, but
3: I'm, There's something out there, ladies. Y'all hear that? There's some saved, sanctified thugs out there. <laughs>
2: But okay, let me get all church-like and first lady-like now. Let me pull it back. So, um, what I but what what I want to ask you is when you're talking to these young men, you know, when you get into a certain age, right? Uh, You start changing and you start uh, realizing, you know what, this is not a game. Mm. I keep playing with these things that are causing me to get sick or lose all my income or, you know, I'll stay in addiction and so on. So you start getting, you know, a little bit clearer on your on who you are, your gifts and how much how limited your time is in this world, your value, your value too, right? your worth. So so tell me, you're a young man, you're 20. And you want, you know, I have a, I have an 18 year old son. I have a 21 year old son, my 18 year old, you know, he, he wants a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend right now, but I'm just saying, you know, he wants to be attractive to somebody. He wants to be wanted. So what do you say to someone like that, that wants, that is actively pursuing King status?
3: I I would say my, my advice would be to take your time, um, When we start dealing with girlfriends and things like that, it's it's we have to understand for most men at 18 years old, we're not thinking marriage. Mm -hmm. We're we're really not. We're not thinking marriage. Mm -hmm. A man probably don't realistically start thinking about marriage until maybe 25 ish, Mm -hmm. some later than that. Yeah. But there's a young woman out there that you're going to get her all in her emotions. You're going to build her up to this peak status. And then the fall for her is going to just plummet. It's going to drop. Mm-hmm. And so later on in life, I, I'm thinking back over, over my own life and I'm thinking about some women. I was like, wow, I, I, I just did her wrong. Yeah. You know, even, even though I tried to, I still could have did it a different way. I could have did it better or I just didn't have to get into the situation at all. Right. And, and that comes back and haunt me. Yeah. But right now I tell young men, I said, listen, what you want to do is focus on career. Yeah. Focus on uh, making yourself uh, known in your career, in your career path. Focus on making sure you're the best person you can be. Mm -hmm. I said, because you can get into a relationship and you can just dog her out because you have some internal issues that you haven't dealt with. Yeah. I was talking to a married uh, couple not too long ago and 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 come to find out he was treating his wife a certain way only because he was afraid of becoming what his dad was. Mm. Okay. So so a lot of the things that was going on in their marriage was going on because of his fear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: so I tell young people work all these different things out. There's some trauma that you have mm-hmm. been introduced to that you don't even notice there. Yeah. And you may have seen uh, a, a man hit a woman or your your father hit a woman, or you may have seen it the first way in your, in your mother abuse your father. Right. You may have seen it like that. And that's trauma. That's traumatic for us. Yes. And sometimes we don't deal with it because we never talk about these things. And as men, we're not supposed to talk about these things. That's right. right. We're supposed to be strong enough to handle them and then deal with it uh, whenever, or right. we don't deal with it or at never. all. Right.
2: Yeah right and 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 i want to talk about this too because i noticed that especially in our black and brown communities you know the the propensity for uh, you know getting high you know smoking weed like numbing out mm-hmm. i need a head change mm-hmm. uh you know that's the that's the answer that mm-hmm. instead of crying let me go get high mm-hmm. i'm mad let me go get high mm-hmm.
3: you or, know or go drink or
2: mm-hmm. drink mm-hmm. and 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 you know i, I yeah, I try to explain this to my son. I was having a heart to heart with him the other day. And I said, you know, that's what what happens there is arrested development mm-hmm. because you're going to turn 50 still dealing with 18 year old issues because you never let the pain work out what needed it, what it needed to teach you. Exactly. You know, exactly. and, and he's like, "You just getting too deep on me, Mom. It's just <laughs> too too much information." But anyway, um, I I I really appreciate this, and I want to. We're going to take a break, and um, I want to talk a little bit about your classes <laughs> and what you're teaching to the community, and ways that we might be able to uh, line up with some of your thought process. So we'll be right back with another session of Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors welcome back to abolition radio where you are invited to join the fight Against human trafficking.
2: Yeah, so we're having a, a little bit of a th- theological discussion, but I want to shift it a bit. Um, I want to talk about Brothers on the Rise and the work that you're doing, um, and some of the clinical insights that are, are being sort of brought to bear in, in the classes that you're delivering at Fred Finch and other places. Uh, tell us a little bit more about about that.
3: Okay, so Brothers on the Rise was uh, founded in 2008 by the founding director uh, John Gilgolf. Um, He is now the senior director of service change. Um, We have a new director who is Daniel Vasquez. And his vision and leadership is is propelling us into the future. So very excited about what he has for us and where we're going. Um, So what we do is we offer two programs. We serve children from seven to 17. Um, The program for seven to 13 year olds is called Brothers Unite. And what we do is after school, we bring them in, whether it's after school or at a recreation center in Oakland, and we teach them several different lessons. So the very first lesson we deal with is brotherhood and bringing everybody together and letting them know that there's no racial or no economic or no, um, um, you know, there's any there's nothing dividing us. You yes. know, we're all brothers. Yes. You know, we should work to one common goal. Um, the next we go into deconstructing and then reconstructing, which help us to break down some of the barriers that they see on TV, the barriers that they see in their neighborhoods and maybe even at their home. Um, And then we go into certain things like uh, anger management, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, We go into setting goals, which is huge. We go into uh, dealing with feelings that they've never dealt with before, you know, um, uh, depression and and things like that. Um, One of the things that that we do, especially with our children up in Oakland, um, we had we're at a particular site and on any given day. We can literally hear gunshots. Yes. Um, It's traumatizing for a lot of our kids. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, a lot of our kids, they're They're used to it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can we can manipulate our particular programming based on what's going on. The past election. You know, Mm -hmm. we work with with seven, eight, nine, ten year olds that has huge opinions about what just happened. Yeah. Um, A lot of the children that we are working with, um, a lot of the Latinos are they're afraid that I'm going to go off to school Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then I'm going to come back and my parents are going to be deported. Right. Right. You know, exactly. we're, we're dealing with real issues. So we have to give them a platform in order for them to speak out, mm-hmm. because a lot of times what happens, and, and this goes back to our previous segment, a lot of times people react to things because they don't have a platform to speak.
2: Right.
3: You know, they, they, they just act. They just react. And what we don't want them to do is react. We want them to have a constructive reaction. So um, we talked about it and then we get, let them draw some art. Mm-hmm. You know, we let yeah. them um, put together a speech or a video. You know, Love it. and so we do all those different types of things um, as well as we do trainings. We do trainings on how to work with boys. Yeah. We do which um, we have a, a curriculum that John Gilgoff had uh, written himself and is very, uh, is very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I know there's people in San Mateo and uh, Menlo Park and um, even in Richmond that is using this curriculum. And he trains you on the curriculum and things like that. So it's very, very good.
2: So awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a million things going through my mind right now. (laughs) Do you have a mentoring program?
3: Well, the way that the mentoring program is set up is through the program Mm -hmm. and it's a cascading mentoring program. Okay. So, um, so what we do is, um, in our program, we have our, uh, 15, 16 to 17 year olds and they are, they have an internship and what they do is they show up to our after school program and the group leaders mentor them. And then each, intern mentor a group of 3 or 4 boys
0: ah, and so it's a so peer mentoring. It's peer a, mentoring yeah. peer
3: marching, yes and it's a cascading mentoring so so that even even our our sixth graders can mentor the you know second and third graders mm-hmm. and things like that um and it's all to build manhood and at the same time it gives them a a, pro, a program and a A foot in the door of leadership.
4: Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: So it's not that they don't know what it's like to oversee or to or to um, be in charge of putting some things together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That is so key. Um, So I raised a a young man, um, my son, Elijah, um, as a single mom. And um, didn't have any experience with I didn't wasn't raised by my dad and I didn't have any brothers around. Um, And so I didn't know what I was doing. Poor guy. And um, but I I was kind of improvising and watching around. And one of the things that I noticed with him is when I got the absolute best out of him was when I put him in a leadership role. When I asked him to take responsibility for other people and teach other people a mentoring role, boy, he would arise to the occasion like nobody's business. So that, you know, I see that uh, as a very effective Mm -hmm. tool.
3: It's in us as men. Mm -hmm. And when we're given the opportunity, we won't disappoint.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's very, that's very exciting. Um, we have actually been doing a, a, a mentoring program with love never fails for the, you know, since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, but we haven't had the kind of success that I would would have liked to have seen with the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few, uh, few, uh, male mentors that are successfully mentoring young men, but, um, it just hasn't, it just hasn't happened and. And, uh, I just love that you're there so we can, I I feel like we need to connect in some way because we have a lot of mentees who need mentors. mentors. Yeah. But the, the, the system for mentoring girls needs to be different than the system for Mm -hmm. mentoring boys. And that's the observation that I've come away with. I mean, we've gone, we, because the, the girls, the way that girls and and women, the way that we do mentoring is one-on-one. And they, they talk, you know, they just carry on and talk all the time. You try to get a, a guy, a man together with a young boy, and they're Ain't like happening. sitting there twiddling their thumbs, and you're like, come on, talk, come on, just tell them how you feel. And,
3: and, I don't and you bring do that. up a great point. You bring up a great point because um, in our curriculum, it's written out because we know that all the boys they're they're going to be different they're not going to talk about every issue however if we put some sports involved and we yeah. can Activities. develop mm-hmm. a yes. a sports program mm-hmm. that deals with failure yes mm-hmm. that deals with um coming from behind and being victorious mm. um then that kind of teaches them the lesson without them being lectured Right. And that's and that's another thing that we understand. Like, And then, like I said earlier, some some kids, they, they're not going into the sports. No. So then that's where we get into the social arts and media. Right. You know, if they can draw, if they can, you know, do some programming, mm-hmm. then that's where we help bring it out. I love still it's teach so deliberate.
2: That's mm-hmm. just it's just answer to prayer, seriously, mm-hmm. because um, these are observations that I've had and, I, and I've talked to Benita about it. And it's like, we got to have something like that. And. There you are. <laughs> You're
3: there. We we are here, and and if you guys are interested in, in having us come in and train you guys, please reach out. Yeah. www.botr.org. That's brothersontherise.org, and and connect with us, and we can come out. We can help train you. We can help you with outreach things like that.
4: Don't worry. Yeah. No, it's don't worry. happen. It was all I could do to sit in that classroom and not just burst.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. So so we've ta- we've covered a lot of ground here, you know, talking about uh the methodology that you use, right, to reach the young men and um I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, as an organization um you know, so you're going into these different counties and you're uh sharing what you're learning. Um how can we support what you're doing? So when we come back, we'll 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 come up with some, some things for the listener to do that can support what you're doing, um, and plug into what you're doing. And then also, um, just kind of touching back on, uh, the experience of a young man, um, Brown, black man, just any young man, right. In in Oakland, uh, the gunshots and things like that. Are there, um, you know, are there insights from a trauma standpoint that, you know, mostly from a clinical standpoint or a scientific standpoint, things that you're gleaning, um, that uh, we need to be thinking about on a macro level as a a society, things that are happening to our young men that are inhibiting them from reaching their fullest potential. So we'll talk some more about that. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Brothers on the Rise program coordinator Chris Gibson and learning about some amazing things that he's he and his team are doing in the community um, and so I wanted to start off with you know uh, oftentimes if you're anything like us you know you're, you're just you're just holding on <laughs> just holding on <laughs> and so I always want to learn how we can be a blessing to organizations that I think are doing amazing work and so um, what are some ways in which uh, you know the community the listener who's, who's out there that wants to get involved can get involved
3: can Support you in your work. I think one of the biggest ways is is come down and find out a way how you can volunteer your time. Um, we also looking for as guest speakers to come in. Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, guest speaker speakers to come that, in honey? and talk.
2: You that? <laughs> yes. Now you've been
3: volunteered. <laughs> voluntold, I like that. One. Okay. <laughs> and you know, and we want them to share their experience and how they overcame. Um, also, you can just donate to the organization. Um, we do trips um, at least once a month. I know right now our big deal is um, uh, Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we just took the kids to a, a, a day trip to the snow. Mm. Um, so we went up there and came back, um, but Martin Luther King day, we're going to participate in the Martin Luther King March in the city. And Mm -hmm. afterwards we're going to, uh, take the boys out, uh, bowling and ice skating. So, and those things, you know, have fun, you know, they need funds. And so, you know, if you want to donate, please come down and donate, donate your time, uh, your resources. If you can help us get more funding, always a big help.
2: Awesome. And then is there an opportunity for older? So you said the it's 13 to 17. If let's say like a transitional age, young man wanted to come and serve or volunteer. Is there opportunities like that?
3: Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. We, we will most definitely find something for them. To
2: okay. Do. My sons have just been
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Eric
2: totally and Elijah yes. you're lining up.
3: <laughs> and, and that's, and that's the thing. And, and, and what we want is more of, you know, African-American, Latino, even Middle Eastern. We serve in some Middle Eastern uh, communities as well, you know, to come down and, and to relate with our boys. Yeah. We also um, have a, a group leader job opening uh, for the city of Oakland. So if you're, you know, 18 and older and you have some interest and in, in, in love working with young men, please uh, come down and see us.
2: Well, that's great. That's a great lead. And do you only work in Oakland?
3: Uh, we're right now in Oakland in Richmond. Okay. Yeah.
2: And, and that's because that's where your funding
3: is. That's where the bulk of the funding is. Yes. Okay.
2: And so do you, um, do you have any, uh, is, is there any aspect of your program that deals with entrepreneurship or workforce development?
3: Um, well, the internship, we, we deal with work, uh, workforce internship. Um, so what we do is we, we help them around, um, getting into the hospitals. We help them around, uh, um, social justice and, and getting some things um, that they really need to, to have. Um, so I believe we have a couple of interns that go into a couple of cl- clinics mm-hmm. and they work and, you know, do paperwork and things like that. Okay. So, yeah.
2: so they get some exposure to different job, uh, right. different yes. industries and whatnot. Yes. Okay. I have some ideas there. Um, and, uh, Actually, uh, I've been talking with my husband around with, uh, you know, specifically around Renaissance entrepreneurship center mm-hmm. and some of the things that they're hoping to do around entrepreneurial services in, in Oakland. Right. And so, um, more to come on that. We'll, we'll touch base on that.
3: And, yeah. and also I want to say this is a paid internship. Yeah. It's just not volunteer. You will get paid for your services.
2: Nice. Yes. Okay. And this again is for 13 to 17 year olds. So if it's, there's people that are listening. Yes. Uh, in the, that age range they can c- uh, come and come sign down their, and, and their sign children us. up.
3: yes yes uh,
2: okay perfect 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 so just kind of um reaching back into some of the uh, other uh pieces that we were talking about in the last segment um when we think about uh, you know stereotypes um you know p- putting uh, an, an, a young man in a box mm-hmm. um i I know that in your class you deal with some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what's your word to the wise about that?
3: Um, just be careful. I was, I would say don't look into what you see out there so much mm-hmm. kind of develop from within,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, read books, you know, read successful books. Um, you know, Dave Ramsey is one that I read cause I'm working on finance. finance mm-hmm. Um, um, I just got through listening to um, Brian Charles Houston, the, the founding pastor of uh, Hillsong Church mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a lot of his books um, mm-hmm. and there's a number of things that you can do. You can go out and, and if you you know are interested in a particular field, go out and just talk to somebody in that particular field. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be a mayor, go to your local city council, talk to your mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that easy. You're a young person in their city. It may be a little, you know, struggle getting the actual mayor, but there's an avenue there. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you have, have some ambition and go get it.
2: Yeah. And in Oakland, there's a youth commission that um, has a, a, you know, access, direct access to the mayor's Mm -hmm. office. So there are avenues that um, certainly can be utilized. And I think what I hear you saying is just um, look somewhere else than than the way the places that. Are currently feeding you because I feel like there's a push strategy going on, feeding you identity messages about identity. Yes. Um, And those are not defined, but those are not necessarily the truth.
3: Right. Right. And, and, And that's one of the biggest things. And especially being so young, how do I stop? being fed what I don't even want most of the time. Yeah. You know, that's some of the biggest things is, is is stopping and turning off the phone and not, you know, connecting to social media when that's all you see if you get on a public bus or BART everybody has is down looking at their phone. Yeah. And, and so now how do we disconnect with that and yeah. connect more with, you know, going back to the old school and reading and going and looking for different ways.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's just so hard. I mean, so uh, the other day I was, it was actually, it was a while back. I was driving in the car with my son and um, he's 18, the 18 year old and uh, I was driving and the the beat was like, getting on my nerves i was trying to hit place <laughs> and something else and you know i'm old now cause <laughs> so i was like turn that down that little, wah, 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 your little headphones is too loud you <laughs> blow out your <laughs> eardrums right? right and uh and and he was i said what do you listen to anyway and he was oh this is a good song this has good stuff on it. i said well come on let's plug it into the car let me hear what you're listening to He said, it's not that bad. (laughs) He plugged that song in (laughs) and it was like, I'm about my money and this and that. And, you know, just bad. Right. And just really degrading to him. (laughs) Like I said, do you understand? Like, I'm mad that they're degrading women, you know, women in this in this song. But they're degrading you. (laughs) They've deduced you Mm -hmm. to someone who only cares about sex, Mm -hmm. who only cares about money and your only worth is sex and money. Mm -hmm. Are you getting sex? And do you have money? Mm -hmm. What's going to sustain your ability to get sex in the future? Right. Because that's all you care about. Mm -hmm. Don't you care about your family? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. Don't you care about giving back? Aren't you someone who always is willing to serve? Aren't you that kind of person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to learn different? Like, aren't you someone who's interested in photography? Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time he picks up a camera, he's looking at different ways to take a picture. Aren't you someone who makes, I mean, he's coming up with these different uh, recipes for, for frying Oreos. Mm-hmm. You know he, he. You know, yeah. He be a little he's ghetto, really yeah. Creative, just a little bit, but that's, that's okay. That's perfectly
3: fine. That's, that's
2: right. Perfectly fine. I, I, <laughs> and we greedy. Too. <laughs> Fry some Oreos. And that's the end. End the story. And and he he's got all these gifts, mm-hmm. and and yet all that he, the media is telling him is two things about who he is. And I can't seem to. I think it's coming off them a little bit. Yeah. It seems like it's coming, but it, it's a process. It you is know, a process. And I
4: always say it's it's a mindset. I always go back to that mindset. I'm, I'll never forget the first time I went to Ghana and visited the slave castles, mm-hmm. and they take you through you know the whole the, every inch of the castle, right, and where the male dungeon is. On top of the male dungeon was the church. So you had church service going on. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound were well, underneath the men could hear it. You know, they were being held in the dungeon as a slave, as a slave by the Christian people. Wow. Right. And so that mentality of, uh, that depression, that, that restricted mentality came here with us. Yeah. Indoctrinated, right? right? Yeah. For sure. And, and, We still have that, you know, it's still in the media. It's still, you know, all around, particularly the the black and brown male. Yes. In particular, it's a mindset. And until we can reach deep down and begin to change that mindset that we wear, you know, because it's been put on us. Mm -hmm. Right. We won't
2: see a change. Yeah. And so let me just tell you, when we come back, I want to talk about the the way that change happens because mm-hmm. i have my way and again this is one of those polar arguments that mm-hmm. me and my husband have about a man's way perspective on how to change it and then my, and then mine and it might not be the woman's way but my perspective mm-hmm. and uh and and it's very different uh, when, when at the dinner table when, when my husband and i are talking about how you change a young man's perspective hmm. and get him on the right path. So I want to get your two cents because I, I would need you to sway a little bit <laughs> on my side make sure I'm right at the end. But anyway, we're going to come back. I'm going to give him something to eat. we we'll hook him up and we'll come right back. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and you thank crazy. you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: <laughs> we'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with the co- uh, program coordinator for Brothers on the Rise, Chris Gibson. Thank you so much for being here today. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
2: Yeah, you fool full now? you feeling yes, better? Yes, Got Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got you it's some been greats, our pleasure. Support Chops. <laughs> oh, my God. <goodness>. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we didn't hook that up, but I want to. Merry Christmas. Um, we have an event, and we're going to come back to, to what I was talking about just a minute ago, but I, the event that you want to to make sure people know about yes. what's going on?
3: Yeah, So Brothers on the Rise is partnered up with Running for a Better Oakland. Mm. Um, what you can do is you can come into our office and you can sign up your young children and they will get a pair of free running shoes for signing up and participating in this event. This event is taking place uh, April 2nd, 2017. Okay. Okay. You know, so it's gonna be real fast, but what they do is every Saturday they take you out to Lake Merrick and they start you off slowly, so you may jog you know, a half a mile. Mm-hmm. And then the next week you'll jog a mile. And then the next week <laughs> you'll jog, you know, a mile and a half and things like that. But they're trained. Our executive director, Daniel Vasquez is a certified trainer for this event. Mm-hmm. So he can help your children. Um, last, uh, this past year, um, he took several of our interns and they actually ran a, a 5k. I believe it was. Wow.
2: That's, cool. that's so awesome. That is I love cool. that. Oh my gosh. So, all right. So, so, so real quick, um, this, this concept of um, how do you restore, how do you uh, chisel away at that mindset? And what I tend to do is be very nurturing. And, you know, uh, you know, I talk a lot about the progress that is being made um, with my sons, you know, oh, well, he's no longer doing this or he's um, now, you know, going to school regularly or his grades have improved. I'm always looking at it on that side. And and what he says is that you just shower with gifts and affirmations and you just that's so great you did that. And, And his feeling is that that's his reasonable service. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't, he believes that um, young men need to be held um, to a, a, a higher standard and that they, there needs to be discipline. And, th- and that because he said this is the way the world will treat them, it's not that I don't want to love on them, but if I give them that soft, Peace, that soft thing at home, they won't be prepared for the outside world. What are your thoughts?
3: Um, I agree with both of you. I believe oh, there's good a good answer. <laughs> good answer. You can I come back now, a, <laughs> <Chris. Look. laughs> I believe there's there's a good balance there. I mean, in a way balance. your husband is completely right. Out there, they're not gonna treat him any different. It's it's going to be, this is what it was. You didn't meet deadlines. Well, there's consequences for it. But then at the same time when they make the consequence, there needs to be some praise about it. There needs to be some affirmation about it. So I believe that that's probably... say that part again at the end. No.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you so but I much. Believe yeah.
3: yeah, I believe both of you. Balance. Are right. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I take that ba- balance. And, you know, and that's why, you know, just kind of bringing it back to biblical uh, piece is, you know, it's so important to have our mothers and our fathers in our homes and our communities. If we don't have them in our homes, let's adopt some into our communities yes. um, and let's and let's try to get both of those perspectives together. The presence of, of, of strong um, uh, mentors and African-American, uh, Latino uh, whoever just men in uh, th- in the mix mm-hmm. um showing other young men how to model some of these behaviors and then women uh, as well to be supportive and mm-hmm. to be nurturing and and those some of those are stereotypes too because there's people in different camps all across the board but I so appreciate you being mm-hmm. here.
3: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. And right. so we
2: have some other events that we're going to spin through.
4: Oh my goodness. Are we going to spin through it? So starting on January Eleventh, um, Please join us on the Protect call, um, conference call for the state. And the Protect is our um, education program
2: for children in 5th, 7th, 11th, 9th, and 11th grade. And that's a press event. So it's going to be uh, to answer questions from the community as well as the media.
4: All right, great. And you can go to protectnow.org and get that information. On the, 20, on the 14th, join us at Cathedral of Faith in San Jose from 10 to 3 for their Human Trafficking Awareness Program. 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 Also on the 21st, Voice for the Voiceless will be having. Their annual rally on um, Down International, beginning at uh, the Fruitvale Bart Station. On the 27th, the South Bay Coalition to End Human Trafficking will be having their annual conference on trafficking and intersectional approach. And that will be in the Mexican Heritage Plaza there on the 27th. You can go to the South Bay Coalition's website to get that information. And the San Francisco Collaborative will be having their annual youth. You might be interested in this. uh, Christopher, their annual youth art and writing contest. Mm-hmm. And there's money involved. So you can go to sfcatcaht.org to get that information. And I think that's about it. Awesome.
2: It is Christmas. Uh, We are so grateful that you guys are all together. Um, And um, and for those of you who aren't with family, maybe you're having a hard time today, we want to make sure that you know that you
1: are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival, and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free.